Hello and welcome to the GJ Sports Vlog, where in this episode and hopefully for a few episodes over the next couple of weeks and months, we will be uh, covering the GAA and the um, Gaelic Games, the, the Championship in both football and hurling. Um, I myself, you know, I've, I've followed the the games, you know, for over over my life, and uh, obviously Irish and a big fan of the sports. But um, I would say probably to, to use sort of um, a term from sort of boxing followers that people would call a casual follower. So I thought um, we would get someone, you know, who's even uh, able to show a bit of expertise. Um, so I've been able to draft in a young man here who's um, who's shown this summer um, how interested he is in the in the games, and uh, hopefully we'll get into that at some point. But um, I would like to introduce you all to Connor McKenna. Hello, Jerry. How's things? Yeah, all good, Connor. Yes. Um, so you want to tell um, you want to tell the people a wee bit about yourself quickly there, just sort of to introduce yourself. Yeah, well, a sports journalist there based in the Midlands. That's been my primary profession for a few years. But yeah, with the GA certainly would be would be a big um, interest in mine and hopefully I wouldn't say expertise eh, Jerry but hopefully I can, I can try and inform the viewers a bit over the next few weeks about the, the All-Ireland Championships I think that the All-Ireland Championships is going to provide respite to some people I think people are going to be very depressed through these times find the days very long and hopefully that the GA and as live all life sports done can provide them with a bit of bit of relief now for the next the next couple of weeks so we're going to try and try and um, give the give the listeners a, as much um, as much information as we can here days um and just as just as i mentioned there um you took sort of a, a bit of an extra step um obviously we things the way they are with covid if you want to tell um to tell the listeners what you've done in the what you've done to get your your fix of uh, gaa during the summer yeah well i took a few trips up north and, and gave the car a bit of a battering over the, over the summer um i went i'd say thousands and thousands of kilometers to go to games and, and stayed overnight a few times as well so i really um really made the most of them um, not having any any um holiday this summer well i, I actually would say I had better holidays because i was up um, in in one weekend i was looking through the day and i saw the my ticket app there it was selling tickets on general sale for for down in Armagh, and i was saying how it looks good so i kind of bought tickets for, for games across those three counties and, and stayed overnight and then i really enjoyed it like it was very 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 interesting and very enjoyable so i went over to Derry then two weeks later for the first round or the, the first round of the knockout games of the Derry senior championship and then I was back up uh, two weeks later then for the for the quarterfinals of the Derry Championship. So I had taken in nine knockout games over two weekends in Derry and, and also games in Down and Armagh as well. So so that was really really um, really enjoyable and I, th- I think it was really um, it kind of it had provided me with a bit of a, a respite during the during the COVID. But that was kind of, that's kind of taken away now. But look, sure, it is what it is, and we look forward to the intercounty championships. Okay, um, it's definitely um, definitely quite a show of commitment. So. Anyway, um, the idea behind this then is going to be we're going to split it into the hurling and the football. So in this episode, the opening episode, we're going to talk about because the Senior Hurling Championship starts um, this week, we're going to um, cover it first of all. Um, so obviously the format in the, the Liam McCarthy Cup is that there's 10 teams in it and split into the two provinces, um, Leinster and Munster and five teams in each, so there's a, a quarter final um and both Leinster and Munster this weekend. So we'll start with start with them and we'll start on Saturday and um, we've got Dublin and Leash. What what do you think of that game? Do you think Leash can cause another upset like they did to the Dubs last year? 
Yeah, at least last year there was a massive upset. They they bet Dublin in the All Ireland preliminary quarter finals. I think it was one twenty two to twenty three points. They had beaten Westmead in the Joe McDonough final. I think it was the week before they scored three twenty six that day. They won three of their four Joe McDonough Cup games. They drew the last round against Westmead. It was a dead rubber. It was a it was a dress rehearsal for the Joe McDonough final. They're up against Dublin this weekend. Dublin then on the other hand last year. It looked to be a brilliant year for them. They had done well in the league. They bet Tipperary in Semple Stadium in the other in the quarter final. They ran Limerick very close. Or they, that was that should be the league quarter final. They, they ran Tipperary. They bet Tipperary and even. They ran Limerick very close in the National League semi final, and that was that was considered a moral victory as such. Even though I don't like that term, they went into Leinster then. They lost to Kilkenny in the first round in Nolan Park, but they drew against Wexford. They bet Carroll in a way, and then they bet they knocked out Galway, who had been in two Ireland finals in a row previously. So Dublin looked like they were in a great position last year. It looked set to be they were red hot favourites to overcome Leash. They would have been playing Tipperary in Crow Park in the Ireland quarter final, and the winners of that would have been playing Nets champions Wexford. So Dublin last year looked to be in a very very good position, but all of a sudden then Leash completely upset the apple cart and they knocked out the Dubs. So. Leash will love to do something similar this weekend. I think the game's in Parnell Park on Saturday evening. So Dublin League, it promises to be a very, very good game. I think that um, Dublin weren't going great in the league beforehand. Leash weren't going fantastic either. But to be honest, Jerry, seven months is no form guide read like back in March or back in February when those Leeds games were like, as it is normally, the league is 10 weeks before the championship maybe. With It's finished in March and the championship doesn't really begin till the middle of May maybe start of June. Like, so the league normally is no bearing. So this year it's even less bearing. But yeah, that should be a very, very good game. I I'd probably expect Dublin to come out just just about come out on top this year because they, I wouldn't say they took Leeds for granted last year, but they certainly um, didn't perform on the day. So I'd say Dublin probably like to right the wrongs this Saturday evening. I think they just about will do enough to get over Leeds. And uh, obviously the winner of that then goes into the semi-final where Kilkenny await them. Do you think either of the two of them could, could cause any trouble for Kilkenny? It's, it's hard to know, Jerry. Kilkenny are such a, such a serious team. They have such talent all across the pitch and they have a manager who, who um, he really is really is a genius of the game. I suppose he's the, the Alex Ferguson of Hurling maybe. But, um, but like Kilkenny this year, they seem to have... But Kilkenny, they normally, they're very, very good at keeping their cars close to their chest. We don't really hear if there's any injuries or anything, but they don't seem to be too injury um, affected at the moment, um, Kilkenny. But like Dublin last year in Nolan Park definitely would have fancied their chances in the first round with a round robin format. Now, look, Dublin or Leash, whoever does play Kilkenny, they won't probably have anything to lose. But no, I'd say Kilkenny would probably get to a Leinster final this year. So um, moving on down uh, down in the Munster then on Sunday, the, the opening game, the quarter final. Um, it's actually quite quite a good one. Two sides that um, that done well in the league, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think this is this actually doubling up as the the league final, um, Clare and Limerick on Sunday. Yeah, uh, it's it's doubling up. It's a unique um, Munster quarter final in the sense that it's doubling up as the National League final as well. Both of those teams in the league when when the league action was suspended, they finished top of their groups. I don't know what the story was there. I think that the leagues were initially meant to finish. Limerick did get their five matches played, but there was issues with postponements and that. So anyway, whatever, there was some agreement made that that those teams would be... I think the leagues did get finished the group stage, but whatever happened there, Jerry, the, the, the leagues did get finished in the group phase, but the knockout stages were never played. But anyway, Limerick and Clare were deemed to be... Well, they were the two teams top of 1A and 1B at the time, so it was deemed that that would be 
that I think that was going to be a league final if they met in the Munster Championship now. And as the draw turned out, both of those teams were, were drawn out to play each other in the Munster quarter final. So it's going to double up as a league final, but I don't think that means anything really in the sense that I think that, that no team is going to have motivation to win a league this weekend. They're going to be motivated to win the first round of the Munster Championship. A player are managed by Brian Lohan. He was a real star of the team in the 90s when they won the All-Irelands in, in 95 and, and 97. And Lohan has, he's, it's a very, very exciting appointment for the Banner County um, is Lohan. They were playing serious stuff in the league. I think they've had four wins and a draw or something like that for them in their group games. And things were really, really looking up for clearing. Like the COVID crisis came, the suspension, it was obviously the pandemic. It, it's it's a sad, that, like, and it's, it's, it's definitely that the games definitely should have been postponed, but but like it, it came at a bad time for, for Clare because momentum was very, very much with them. And now they're after losing an awful lot of lads to injury. I think that John Conlon is out this weekend. He's a, a very, very good um, hurler up front. Colin Galvin is, is out. Um, Podge Collins has left the panel as well. Peter Duggan is out. So Clare, they're really, really hit with injuries going into this again. I think Ian Galvin, Colin's brother, is out as well. Other games recent. So Clare... Clare are in a bit of trouble with injuries at the moment. Now, Limerick are also in a bit of trouble with injuries too, in the sense that their full-back line there, Mike Casey is a very, very good full-back. He's out. I think he's out for the championship. Richie English has only recovered from a very, very serious crucial injury. So, Richie English might not be, be put straight back into the team. And Shane Dowling, it's very sad, had to retire because of injuries. So, they're three serious talents. Like, like Casey and English were the linchpins of all as a serious, serious full-back line over the past few seasons. And Dowling off the bench provided an absolutely massive impact. Like So while Dowling wasn't a starter, his influence off the bench would definitely be missed. But I'd expect Limerick, though, to, to win this weekend. I think the injuries would just be too much for Clare, and I just think Limerick would have too much for them this weekend. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people are sort of looking at um, Limerick maybe as uh, potential potential winners of the McCarthy Cup this year, but what what else do you see in uh, the Monster Championship? Do, do you think they can come through it, or do you think there, there's going to be serious... Um, rivalry there. I think there'll be serious rivalry there, uh, Jerry. To be honest, I think if you're looking at the Munster Championship, like Limerick and Clare, if it is Limerick this weekend, that'll set them up against Tipperary in Ireland semi final, the Munster semi final even, and the other one is Cork and Waterford. So we're just talking that, touching that Cork Waterford game briefly. It's not for another week or so, but like both those teams, if they win that game, like Cork have been bridesmaids in recent years in the All Ireland, not in Munster. The record in Munster is very, very good, but. Like for a county with a serious, serious tradition to have not won an Ireland in 2005, it's very, very, very disappointing. And I don't think they've won a minor under 21 All Ireland in years or the new under 20. So Cork Hurling has really, this is a real, real, real famine for Cork Hurling. It is like 15 years. And I watched them back in 2005 against against Galway. And I watched them in 04 against Kenny. And they won both of those finals fairly well. And I wouldn't have thought that we, we wouldn't have seen another one this since. But that, but like, Cork, Waterford, that, that, that's for next week, obviously. But the Limerick tip as well. Like Liam Sheedy, his championship hurling is absolutely fantastic. So it is. I think in, in 2008, they they won like they, they won the Munster that year. They? And then they, the Waterford just took them completely against the All-Ireland semi-final, 120-119. They bet them by a point. And then in 2009, they just about missed out on beating the greatest hurling team of all time, probably in, in Kilkenny. They lost by four or five points that day. And in 2010, then Sheedy stopped the five in a row, retired, resigned, quit as Tipperary manager that year, came back last year in 2019, then won their four Munster Championship round robin games, had a no-show in the Munster final, and then came back to win the All-Ireland. So Liam Sheedy, 
has a serious, serious talent for peaking on big games. And like, will they win a Munster Championship? I don't know, but I think they'll be very, very close to winning on Ireland. Just um, before we leave the the Munster um, the Munster Championship, I just want to ask a wee question about Clare. Um, just sort of from obviously you know without the real you know level of expertise and just kind of taking obviously a passing interest in it. Um, for me. I remember, like, whenever Clare won the All Ireland, whatever, you know, I'm not sure exactly how many years ago that was now. Um, but at that time, they, they had, they just seemed to have like a really young panel. Was there not something like 15 or 16 of them was in the same like under 21s or something? And like, they, there seemed to be thinking that they were going to like probably go on and win a couple. So like, what what happened there with Clare? Well, that's that that's a very very good question, Edgerry. I, I think it's been they've tried to answer it on many occasions, but. If you look at that year, 2013, it was just a mad year for hurling in the sense that, like, that Kilkenny and Tipperary were out very, very early that year. They were like, I think that Brian Cody had there was he was was he in hospital or something over the summer, and Dublin stunned Kilkenny, and then Dublin they won a, a Leinster championship that year. Did Dublin, and then like then the semi-finalists then Dublin were in the semi-final. Obviously, Cork had won a Munster that year. They were in the semi-final. No, I think Limerick actually Limerick, Limerick didn't Limerick win the Munster that year. They were in the semi-final. And then it was so Limerick and Dublin were the provincial champions and Clare they lost to Cork in a Munster in the round robin and or in the in the knock in the Munster Championship, the old Munster Championship back then. They were in the quarterfinals and against Galway, they came through the qualifiers. Cork were in the quarterfinals against Kilkenny. Henry Shefflin was sent off Cork back Kilkenny that year. And then Cork came, they bet Dublin, then Cork got to the final, and then Clare came against Galway, bet them. They absolutely stunned the very flat Limerick team on the day, and then Clare and Cork in the final. Clare played brilliantly the first day. Then Cork got a few goals. It looked to be over. Doal, Doal, I don't know, I don't know how you pronounce the name exactly, but got the got the cor- the corner back, got in the point there. And then the second day, Clare scoring five goals, and a young Shane O'Donnell wrote his name in history, scoring a hat trick, even though he wasn't starting the first day. And then Clare, though, like they won that All Ireland. It was just a serious. It was a savage championship, but in terms of results, it was probably a freak championship. And Clare never really pushed on at all after that. After that year, they kind of um, they kind of. They just they just didn't really fulfil their potential at all in the other and they haven't really been close. In 2018, they were very very close to getting to an Ireland final. They drew with Galway and lost the replay by a point. So that year, Clare were very close, but they haven't won a Munster like in, in a long time either. Like so, and but but when they won the All Ireland, they had loads of under 21s coming through at the time, and like they didn't like they didn't look like that it would be so long like that they wouldn't be contenders at all. They haven't won a Munster championship since 1998. Like so, but they they won an All Ireland without winning a Munster and. For whatever reason, it hasn't really happened. And the under-20s and minors in Clare, they've gone back slightly in recent seasons as well. So, look, it's it's not good at all. Maybe the team peaked too early. I don't know what it was, but they won a lot of them with serious. Like, Tony Kelly was an absolute star that year. Shane O'Donnell, a, a lot of young players. It was not an old team. Look, yeah, you wouldn't have thought that it would have been another. In seven years' time, we'd be saying, what? why did this team not do anything since? Yeah, it's certainly, um, just looking at the, the Monster Championship, I'll say, like, you look at the five teams that there and like if any one of them were were there on All Ireland Day, like it wouldn't be the wouldn't be a massive surprise. So you know the depth's obviously there, but um, obviously we'll we'll see how the Leinster and Munster Championships develop. But um, unlike the football this year, you know everybody's getting a second chance anyway with the the qualifying rounds and uh, quarterfinals and 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 into the semi-finals. So we'll see how that develops anyway, but. What we'll do now is we'll um, we'll move on to um, one that maybe has a bit of a, a bit of a personal interest for for ourselves and the the Joe McDonough Cup. So this year the five teams: Antrim, Carlow, Kerry, Meath, and Westmeath. 
um, starts off on Sunday with Kerry versus Meath and one that might interest us in Antrim versus Westmeath. So um, who are you looking at as the as the team possibly to beat in that Joe McDonough Cup? It, it's, it's hard to know, Jerry, who's the team to beat. Like I'd say Antrim are coming on the basis that they've had to win in the National League Division 2A, but I'd say Westmeath are probably just the team to beat maybe on paper. And I mean on paper in the sense that they've lost two Joe McDonough Cup finals in a row. Now, Carlo are the team that came down last year, so they've had a really, really bad run of late. Though. Like, they've lost numerous games. I know the form counts for nothing, but they lost all their league playoff. They lost in the Walsh Cup their three games, and they lost all their Leinster Championship games last year, and they lost a few games at the tail end of the 2019 league. So they've not had a good run, Carlo, at all. Now, like, it, it, Kerry are another team. They have, like, Kerry have been very, very consistent in recent years, and Kerry are good enough to beat any team in their day. So, look, I'm not trying to dodge a question here, but I'd say Westmead probably just about the team to beat because they've lost two finals and they've um, they've um, they've avoided relegation in Division 1 this year and they competed really well in Division 1. So, I'd say Westmead probably just about the team to beat this year. Okay, and um, obviously then this week um, it's come out that in that game, that Antrim and Westmeath game, Antrim are going to be without at least one player. It's field a COVID test, and I'm not sure exactly what, um, you know, how many players might have to set that one out as well. So, do you think that gives Westmeath much of an advantage? Well, it, it definitely does, um, Jerry. If, if the players are missing, Westmeath will have an advantage. But I think there's doubts over a few players for Antrim's fitness, just aside from COVID. Like Neil McManus was forced off with an injury against um, Kerry very early, and. Like McManus is just a savage hurler. So the fact that he's that the Antrim managed to win the league final without their tallies man with is a very, very, very positive sign for them. Connor Johnson is injured, I believe he's not gonna play. And I think Keelan Malloy is there's an injury doubt about him as well. Now McManus and Malloy might feature, but but like Antrim, I d I don't know anything about the COVID. I'd be, it'd be unfair on the players to speculate, but if any time you lose a player, it's it's gonna Westmead you're gonna have an up an upper advantage. Now if Westmead can win this game in Corrigan Park, they'll feel that they have a great chance of getting to another Joe McDonough final because they have two games at home and, and one more way after. So if they, if they win this game, Westmead will be in a very, very, very good position. Now, Killian Doyle is missing for Westmead and he's a fantastic hurler. He's one of the best hurlers in the competition. But David Glennon is, is the interesting one. Now, Glennon played for Galway in the Ireland final a few years ago. And like David Glennon is a very, very good hurler. Like he's... He's a tight player on paper. He'd probably be the best player in the in the competition. But there's question marks over his availability. Has his transfer gone through, or has it made a deadline? I wouldn't be a technical expert on, on those things. But but if Lennon, if there's a chance he's available, he'll be he'll be a serious serious addition for Westmead. I think Brendan Murta is back on the panel. Murta is one of the best ever hurlers, if not the best ever hurler from Westmead. He's won three championships in a row at Clonkill. So so um, it'll be a very very interesting game. That and whoever wins will. Like it could easily, um, Jerry, be a repeat of the final this game this weekend. Um, certainly from uh, from from up here in the Antrim perspective, um, last week's win against Kerry was was a was a big deal. You know, obviously Antrim have kind of been they've kind of always been below that that level. You know, the the top counties in in Leinster and Munster and. For a long time, there was they kind of seemed to be almost stuck on a wee sort of level of themselves. Like they seemed play like the likes of Carlo and, and beat them in these um beat, beat beat them in these games comfortably. Them and Leash were kinda of going whoever was at home tended to win. But certainly in the last couple of years, you know, Antrim have um lost like they've they've lost um finals to Carlo, um they've lost 
was it uh, was it Meath that they beat lost them lose to Meath and as well and won on a on a big game and yeah um it's uh it's definitely you know something for you know Antrim Antrim hurling like uh, personally you know just complete bias but um I would obviously love to see them you know if they're going to be competing in Division One you know obviously the other targets to get up into the McCarthy Cup but you know to do it you have to beat these teams and. At the end of the day, there's not you know they're they're all in there and they're all looking at thinking that they want to get their opportunity in the McCarthy Cup too. So um, it looks to me on paper it looks like it's it's going to be a good competition. And um, certainly all teams that are probably below you know the, the the top level and certainly below the McCarthy Cup standard, but they're all counties that want to that want to improve and uh, push push the game of hurling within their counties, which to me you know that's a positive. You're you're dead right, Jerry. And and just one one more thing on that is like like I think Antrim are in a very very similar position to West Mead were in 2019, where their goal this year was to get up into Division One hurling, and the fact that they managed to do that, I think anything else is nearly a bonus. Like they have to make sure they stay in the Joe McDonough. And but I think that the, there's, there's there's teams coming up this year. I don't know what the story is with relegation this year from the Joe McDonough. I think there's been a bit of a change to the format in that sense. But Antrim this year. Anything really else now is a bonus. Now, Westmead's record against Antrim is very, very good. They bet them in 2019 in the league and in the championship, and they bet them in the championship in 2018 as well. So the, the record against Antrim is, is top class. They bet them in the league in 2016. They bet them in the in the, in the the Leinster Championship in 2015. So like Westmead, and they bet them in the league in 2017 as well. So Westmead's record against Antrim is excellent. I think Antrim... Westmead in 2017 in the Walsh Cup and that was the last time that they beat beaten Westmead and so I think that Westmead have a bit of an upper hand against Antrim but for Antrim long term Division 1 next year they'll get five games in a group minimum of well of very very good standard opponents and then there might be a relegation playoff or if you're very lucky there might be a quarter final so I think that for Antrim long term they have to stay in Division 1 and same for Westmead and to be honest with you it's probably the same for any of those developing counties that they have to be playing top division hurling especially in the league Okay. Um, so what we'll do then, just before we finish up, I'll just um, I'll just touch on the um, the other th- the other three competitions, just so you can say, you know, if there's a team that you think might be the one to beat, or you know, well, or it's it's of an even kill. But um, we'll just touch the Christie Ring Cup first of all. So the the the, the format this year um, is just eight teams straight knockout. Um, one of the teams now, London, have, have obviously they've had to pull out due to COVID. Um, so Down have got a bye straight into the semi-finals, but the other games are Offaly versus Kildare, Ross Common versus Wicklow, and Derry versus Sligo. I know from talking to you before, there's one team that you know it's probably a surprise that they're that they're in the Christian Cup. But um, if you want to, if you want to say, you know, who you think might come out of that. Yeah, which I, I think there is a backdoor system in the Christian. I, I think there is a backdoor for the I don't think they're, they're straight knockout this weekend. But just one more thing before we venture, just to mention the other game in Jumbleton, the Kerry are playing me this weekend. And I say Kerry, the, 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 Kerry will want to win that game. They're going to be serious for the competition. So I say they, they, they'll be hoping that they can beat me. If they beat me, I think they'll have to beat me this weekend if they want to have any chance of them. Of, um, of getting to a final. So I think Kerry, Kerry this weekend probably should win the other game in Jumbleton. But just to go back to the Christie Ring there, I think I don't want to get straight knockout this weekend, but I if there's a team you'd have to fancy, it has to be Offaly. Like Offaly should never be in the the Christie Ring Cup. Now, having said that, that's probably a lazy statement because they were in the Christie Ring Cup for a reason because they've had chances. Like they came down from the Liam McCarthy and they came down from the Christie Ring. So 
you don't get relegated by accident, I always say. Like, they had to lose four matches last year to be relegated. But having said that, they'd want to be coming straight back up. They would. They were in the league this year in Division 2A. They dropped down from that last year. They're in the Cup. They failed to get promotion from the league. They lost to Kerry and Drew with Antrim, so they didn't get to a final. But they'll have to get it. I think the Christian Cup this year was their main priority. Get up to Jomadunna and then maybe build from there. So I'd say off the year definitely seem to be. I believe there's a bit of an issue with, 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 with COVID positive cases in the camp. So I don't know what story is going to be there. The header of the match with Kildare. Kildare are a county who are coming at underage level. They've probably struggled to, to, to bring that form senior recent years. But there's a bit of an, an added element to that game in the sense that off the year managed by Michael Fenley, who was a very star player nationally with Kilkenny, but his teammate. David Herity, a former teammate, is managing Kildare, so it's a bit of a bit of a former teammate rivalry there in, in that game this weekend. But Kildare are definitely making waves as a county in Hurling. And Derry and Sligo this weekend, I was up in Derry, as I mentioned there, but one thing I noted in Derry was the passion that they have there for Hurling as well in the county is, is serious. It is like Slot Neither are a savage Jew example of that. But there's other clubs in the county as well that are putting in big efforts. I was in Dungiven there. You have Kevin Lynch is in Dungiven, and there's also Ballon Screener. Like, there's an awful lot of teams in Derry, like, not not just the, the few that get the coverage. So Derry Hurling are making strides. They would be disappointed to lose to Down last weekend in the Division 2B final, but they'll hope to win this weekend against them. Against Sligo, Sligo have come up from the Loring Maher to the Christie Ring in two years. There was a bit of an issue with the management. I believe their management resigned there over the summer, but I think Derry should should probably win that game. But then the other game, Roscommon Wicklow. Wicklow are seeing they're playing Division 2A. Roscommon are another county. They're putting them in a bit of good work in Hurling both sides are but Wicklow probably just, they're playing a level above might just might just suit this weekend and then Down see that Down are a real traditional Hurling County in some ways like Down there's, there's, there's great pride in Hurling and Down so there is and they're playing London they have the walkover this weekend against London London obviously aren't, aren't in the competition so so those games will be interesting but it, it'll be a major up if they probably don't win the competition and uh, in the um, the other two obviously you know they're they're competitions there um again in the Nicky Record Cup you've got Warwickshire we're supposed to be in it which is give Tyrone by um Armagh Leitrim play on Saturday Donegal and Longford play on Saturday and Monaghan and Mayo play on Saturday is there is there any of those teams that you think you know might might have what it takes to to move up into the Christie ring or it's tricky that wouldn't Jerry because like the, those competitions are probably fairly even like I say if you were looking at the count the Tyrone or a county that have put in an awful lot of effort in underage hurling in recent years, and and again, it it hasn't probably thrown a senior yet. But they're a county where there there is definitely work going in in Tyrone and the other counties as well. But I'd say now they could be semi dark horses this year in the in the Nicky Rackers. Like, but but um, I I'd say Donegal, Mayo, and Armagh would be expected to win those games this weekend. Yeah, just just having a just having a look sort of at the league. Um, most most of the teams in that competition actually played in three A. Um, this uh, in the hurling league and our Mac might top of that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, obviously, you know, if they can carry that form into the championship. And then just just to finish off the the last uh, the last competition is the um, Laurie Muir Cup. Um, Lancashire were supposed to be in this, but again, have had to pull out. So you're just left with Louth, Fermanagh, and Cavan. Um, and this week then it's Louth and Fermanagh, but um, they were all in. Uh, Louth finished bottom of three A. Fermanagh were fifth and three B, and Cavan were fourth and three B. So they're probably all evenly matched. Is there anything there you would you would talk about or comment on? Well, the only thing with with that in the Lorry Matter Cup is that like those those counties like there's an incentive this year. I think that the All Ireland they get to play in Crow Park in a final. And I suppose 
for a player in those counties, that's nothing to be sneezed at. It's not like, obviously, none of those three counties are, are going to be hurling strongholds. And, and that, that is probably the most open competition at the moment in the GA. But like the, when, you, when you're playing in those lower competitions, to play in Crow Park in a final is, 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 um, is a big deal. So it is like, and, and like, okay, fair enough. Like it mightn't be the top, the highest standard of hurling in the world. But like playing the Crow Park, lifting a cup, like there is normally, the, this year there won't be any supporters there, but normally there'll be a few fans there. So I think the Laurie Maher and Nicky Rackard and Chrissy Ring, uh, to a certain extent, those competitions, um, and uh, to give players a, a chance that maybe might need got it otherwise, like if you even look at from Westmead Antrim or any of the Joe's Joe McDonough team's perspective this year, the All Ireland final is, is, is the, the Joe McDonough final is a curtain raiser of the All Ireland final. Now, I know there's no fans in, but like still, they'll be playing before an, an All Ireland final in Crow Park is, um, is what players would dream of, really, Jerry, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. Even from like a personal personal perspective, I know like a good a good it was a good few years ago now. Um, but back it was I think the first time I remember we were in the Christie Ring and we played Carlo in the final, and it was at Croke Park and I was there that day and I, I always kind of remember it was quite strange because it it was before Cork and Waterford in the semi final. It was the year that um, Kilkenny won their first and they were going to Cork were going for three in a row and Kilkenny beat them in the final. Um, but Cork were playing Waterford before and Antrim were doing they won the, the Christie Ring comfortably and they were doing like a, a lap of honour around the pitch and sort of as they got as they got in front of me like there was this almighty cheer and I was kind of like just, you know they're giving Antrim a real good reception but little did I know obviously like I looked down down in the corner and, and of course aren't the, the Cork and Waterford teams coming out you know so it wasn't anything to do with Antrim but you know as I say it's to be there in you know the big stadium obviously they're not going to have the crowd um but it is it's a big honor for for counties to play at uh play at croke park and you know while certainly you know the christy ring nicky rack or laurie mayor they're, they're not obviously the highest of standards but as far as i'm concerned you know i i personally have, have a preference for hurling in, ter- in the terms of the two games so to me the more counties that are playing, the more counties that are pushing and trying to improve. You know, it's only it only makes the it makes the game stronger. And and also like Jerry, I think initially they were hoping to have another weekend kind of a, a festival of hurling as such, where this is in normal times now, where on the Saturday you'd have a triple header in Crow Park with the Laurie Maher, Nicky Racker and Christy Ring finals, and on the Sunday then you'd have a double header with the Joe McDonough Cup final and the Liam McCarthy final. Now. Those plans were initially shelved because because um because the Joe McDonough Cup teams wanted to be part of the Liam McCarthy and enter it in the All Ireland preliminary quarterfinals. But I think though that like that 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 would be a good idea face of her. And now having said that, I think the Joe McDonough winners, especially I'm not so sure about the finals, but I think the winners definitely deserve a place in the Liam McCarthy Cup. And I think that it's definitely a good a good idea that would be to maybe give give teams more of an incentive to, to win those maybe lower tiered competitions. Certainly, yeah. Um, okay, well, that's that's everything that we have in the, the hurling this week. So, um, hopefully, you've enjoyed the the show. Um, my thanks to to Connor for for joining me on this year one, and uh, we'll also um, we'll also be back again um, this week. We'll, we're going to have a quick chat about the um, the football league, the final um, fixtures in the football league, and then we'll. Uh, you know, going forward, we'll start to look forward to the, the football championship again and again. But as I say, just to put on record again, my thanks to thanks to Connor for joining me, and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the show, and we'll be back again soon.